0: This is Dr. August Kunkel and his teaching on the book of Proverbs. This is session number eight, four proverbial lessons, Proverbs chapter six, verses one to nineteen. Welcome to Proverbs we have completed a review of the ten talks which the parent has with the child, or the ten lectures as we have described them in the introduction to Proverbs in chapters 1 through 9. And we have noted that uh, within these lectures, there are various interludes. One of those was the Tree of Life, But the second one is four proverbial lessons. Uh, So we're going to take just a little bit of time to go over uh, the four different lessons that are offered here in the first 19 verses of Proverbs chapter 6. The first of these little lessons which are come in the form of a proverb really is the problem of money. And especially the problem of borrowed money. Now, the practice of borrowing money is something that is as old as civilization itself. Uh, It is as old as the time uh, that money ever came to be a means of exchanging the value of goods. Uh, This, of course, uh, really happened with the formation of cities, ancient Samaria and the Old Kingdom period of Egypt, uh, more than 3,000 years BC. Uh, And when one is dealing with currencies as a representative of the value of goods, (coughs) there is always the necessity of sometimes um, using that currency as a kind of a value to obtain something when you don't actually have the means to get it. So, we call that a loan. But of course, uh, a loan has to have some kind of security. Otherwise, the person who has borrowed the money could simply default, and then it amounts to a simple theft. Now, the... Torah, the teaching of Moses, made provision for this. And we have within the book of Deuteronomy, and we see it in the prophets as well, the ways in which security would be given for money that was loaned for a necessity. It could even be food for that matter. Uh, and then when uh, work was done and that money could be repaid, um, the uh, item for security the pledge as it were uh, could be returned uh, most often this was a tunic or the outer covering <coughs> in ancient times the outer covering or the cloak uh, was something that uh, you wore uh, for protection from the weather during the day and you slept in during the night so in the torah of moses the the tunic if, if the tunic was used for a security it always had to be returned by the evening because you couldn't jeopardize the life of the person who borrowed the money uh, in terms of endangering his health by him not being able to stay warm at night. So this uh, kind of regulation was well known. But what these pro- this proverb is, is warning against here in uh, the first verses of chapter 6 is uh, what we actually have in Proverbs twenty. Verse uh, 16 uh, If you've loaned money to a foreigner, then you may as well count it as lost. Now, the situation envisaged here is that the person who actually owes the money does not feel obligated to the person who is now declaring a security for it. Uh, what practice is envisaged is a kind of a mediation. You have someone who has uh, um, loaned money to someone outside of Israel. He's called a foreigner, so he's not obligated under the covenant. He's not a He's not a brother. And uh, you uh, have been unable to secure, for whatever reason, a sufficient uh, pledge to cover the amount that has been borrowed, but you need that money and can't get it back. So, you're going now to your friend, your covenant brother, and you're saying to him, uh, look, uh, cover the security of this guy's loan. Uh Well, the proverb here is saying, if you do that, you better plead with your friend <laughs> to get that money back. Because it's gone. The guy who really owes the money feels no obligation to you who have covered the security for him. And he's not even going to bother to try to pay his loan. So that is the essential warning that is given in these five verses, but the lesson is very simple, that uh, when you give security for a loan, you'd better have the means uh, to know that if you lose that security, it's not going to hurt uh, your life. It somehow is discretionary income or money that you have. Our second uh, little proverb has to do with work and laziness. Now here we come to a principle that we're going to discuss in our last lecture of this series, uh, namely the attitude of wisdom towards work. Uh, It's really a most important topic because work is something that is part of every single society. It's one of the things we talk about the most uh, in broad economic terms, our gross national product, and that is What are we producing with our efforts and with our work that somebody else wants? Uh, Work uh, is a necessity uh, for life. Uh, God designed work to be good. God designed work to be that which should be a delight to our lives. But of course it became something else. Uh, It became something that is often described as toil, or as pain. The uh, Hebrew word for that is one that occurs in Genesis, and we encounter it quite often, and we encounter it in Proverbs. It's the word etzev. So God tells Adam that because you have made yourself as God, Working the ground is going to come, become for you an itzabon. It's going to become toil. It's going to become struggle. It's going to become pain. The knowledge that you thought you had about the good is going to turn out to reward you with, with, with the trouble of trying to bring a crop from the ground. And so when you plant a crop, that is going to show up plants you didn't want, and you're going to call them weeds, and you're going to call them thorns, and you're going to call them thistles. Uh, you don't have the knowledge that you were claiming. And your work is no longer going to be uh, the uh, kind of rewarding result that it should have been. Many times, instead of the reward, what you're going to get is struggle. However... That struggle is necessary. Uh, we get this in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul says to the Thessalonians uh, that it's necessary for them to work, and if they don't work, they, they can't eat. Uh, some of the Thessalonians, this is in Paul's early part of his ministry, uh, where he is clearly anticipating that the coming of the Lord is going to be soon, and probably within the lifetime of many of these people, led some of them to think, oh, wow, we can abandon this world already. We don't need to pay attention to the usual orders of life, and uh, we're not going to work anymore. And Paul had to say, listen, when we were with you, we spent our time preaching, and then we worked so that we would have freedom to preach. And you people who have now chosen the faith don't have the option of thinking you shouldn't work. Ants. I've I've watched ants, uh, places where I didn't want to watch them, namely next to the foundation of my house where they're coming in and uh, reading my pantry. Uh, But they are the most curious little creatures. They're always on the buzz. I mean, they're just motoring along, all of them. And they all seem to know where they're going, and they all seem to know what they have to do, and they're all carrying these big loads that are three times as big as they are. And you ask yourself, no, these little critters doing all of this stuff? And and why don't some of them just be like a drone bee, you know? Just go and sit off on the side and, and let somebody else carry the load for them. But you'll never find an ant like that. that. That's just not the way ants are. And the wisdom writer is saying, well, an analogy to human life is that you don't have the option of being the drone bee. Now, I've often wondered about those drone bees. You know, they... Uh, all they got to do is make sure the queen is is uh, stocked with fertilized eggs. Uh, that doesn't seem to be too big a job to me. Uh, <laughs> but, but somehow or another, that's their role. That's what they do. But you don't find ants like that. And the wisdom writer says people are more like ants. They aren't like bees um, in this respect. People have to work at the right time, in the right way, and in order. And if you don't do that, then... Poverty is going to come knocking. That's the way that uh, it is expressed numerous times in Proverbs. We'll come back to that in our last lecture. Um, Then there are those people who are always up to some kind of scheme that they think is going to come out best for them. And so... They squint with their eyes, shuffle with their feet, point with their fingers. These are all sort of clandestine ways of communicating, uh, secret ways of working out a scheme so that uh, you're going to plot a way in which you're going to be able to take advantage of someone else. Uh, What That never leads to anything other than trouble. Uh, It uh, never leads to anything other than a calamity. Uh, I have kind of become a fan of P.G. Woodhouse. And one of his characters is a guy named Uckridge. Uh, and if you ever want an example of the troublemaker, uh, you need to read one of the Uckridge stories. But invariably, he's got a scheme. And he's going to be able to make a pot of big money. Generally, he ensnares a whole lot of other people in his scheme, and invariably, It is disastrous for him, as well as all of his friends. P.G. Woodhouse understood this really well. Uh, Uckridge was uh, a troublemaker who could uh, always snare his friends into a useless scheme. And then there are things that the Lord hates. Uh, The seven abominations. We talk about the seven deadly sins. Well, Proverbs has seven abominations. Pride, lies, murder, perverse plans, the troublemakers, the false witness, and the stirring up of strife between friends. And it is interesting how the parts of the body involve the eyes and the tongue and the hands and the heart and the feet and the mouth. Uh, So it's obviously a very nicely little laid out sequence in which you're instructed to know that this is the kind of person you don't want to be stay away from all of these seven abominations that is the advice of the wise teacher this is dr august kunkel in his teaching on the book of proverbs this is session number eight four proverbial lessons proverbs chapter six verses one to nineteen